Welcome everyone, all of those here in the sanctuary of the Temple of Light at Ananda Village, and all those watching online. I am Nayaswami Pranabha, and this is Nayaswami Parvati. It's a joy to be with you. This reading is taken from Rays of the One Light with commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita, written by Swami Kriyananda. Today's focus is, did God create the universe or become it? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, contains a passage that explains the essential truth that creation is a process of becoming. The universe is not separate from God the Creator, but a part of Him, even as our own dream creations during sleep, are figments of our consciousness. God's is the life, God's the reality. Not a melody could be composed, not a poem written. Were the melody and the poem not already there, simply waiting to be expressed? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Ego-directed desire is like static. It distorts the radioed messages of infinity. But the pristine impulse from the divine, undistorted by limitation and illusion, is the life that gives rise to all that is. As the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita states, I am the fluidity of water, I am the silver light of the moon, and the golden light of the sun. I am the Om chanted in all the Vedas, the cosmic sound moving as if soundlessly through the ether. I am the good sweet smell of the moist earth. I am the luminescence of fire, the sustaining life of all living creatures. I am self-offering in those who would expand their little lives into cosmic life. O oh, Arjuna, know me as the eternal seed of all creatures. In the perceptive, I am their perception. In the great, I am their greatness. In the glorious, it is I who am their glory. Oh, oh, oh. I'd like to welcome, welcome you also and begin by reading from Whispers from Eternity. Flowers and skies, heralds of thee. Flowers, cloud-scattered skies, and all beautiful blossoming scenery, all these only suggest thy divinity. I enjoy them, I revel in them, but then they remind me of thee. In that remembrance, these mere, though glorious, messengers vanish, and the beauty of my own beloved infinity enthralls me. 
so this is a wonderful reading. Whenever I read it, I just feel happy and uh, very sweet. I am the fluidity of water. It just has a lovely vibration to it from the Bhagavad Gita. And uh, I was thinking about our life here at the village and the life with Ananda and on this path for everyone involved in it. And remembering in the beginnings of Ananda how there were a number of miracles. And we've told these, oh, thank you. We've told these stories many times. I'll just recount a few of them very briefly. Um, One was a man driving to town, Santosh, with a a pickup truck and a 36-foot trailer uh, had failed brakes right as you go down 49 to the river, and (laughs) it goes like that. And he went over the edge, and no disaster. The miracle, there was a miracle. He called Master's name right as that was about to happen, and and he was saved, and the person with him. Uh, Seva, who passed away recently, had her face burned very badly, and uh, she recovered completely. Wasn't a problem. And then uh, there was one more. Um, anyway, things like that happened. They were dramatic, and they were very needed in that time. They were things that, if that had, if those each of those situations, and there were quite a number of them, had been a problem. Ananda couldn't really have moved forward well because we didn't have the ability to deal with those kinds of things. We were focused on building the whole community, the work, the everything. And, and so Master came in, and we, meaning the core of Ananda at that time, were very focused on Master, Swami, finding God, really living the life, just diving in. I remember that feeling of just diving in and doing it all. But, uh, but because of that, there was an opening for that grace to come in and operate and really help us, mainly through Swami's, Swami Kriyananda's karma, but all of us working together. No leader is very powerful unless the people around him give him that ability to operate in that way. Just always keep that in mind. I remember Swami saying that, and I thought, yeah, it's really true. A leader can't, can't do much without the support of people. And so um, in that time, that was what happened. But since then, many miracles have happened. And the reason I'm talking about these is because God's presence is everywhere. It's more that we are, we can get unaware of the operation of that grace and of that presence in our lives. I was listening to a talk of Yogananda's recently where he said, most prayers are answered. It's just that people aren't aware (laughs) of God answering them and how they come, or perhaps they're answered in a way that's different than they expect. But he said, most prayers are answered. And so it's more up to us to become aware of God's presence. And that's the whole path. That's path of self-realization, practice of Kriya Yoga, doing all of these things. 
And so um, with that, I wanted to kind of fast forward because, as I said, there are many miracles that have happened. That's, that's what Ananda's, what has made Ananda possible in this time. Because we are a community, as Master talked about, a world brotherhood colony. And he spoke about for the future. He tried to start one in Encinitas, but it was way before the time could happen. Swami Kriyananda started 20, 30 years later, and it was a time when it was more possible. In other words, there has to be the support of the environment around you. And uh, that was a little bit more there. But uh, at any rate, so Ananda has progressed and gone through many miracles, many uh, been through times when we were saved in many different ways. But now in our time, I just want to highlight the fact that those are still continuing. <laughs> as much as we as a community here, we as devotees and disciples worldwide tune into Master's presence and His grace, then He can come and really help us in many, many ways. And I was just thinking back to the fact that in two months, we're coming up to the anniversary of March 11, 2020, when lo and behold, surprisingly to all of us, a pandemic was declared. I mean, a whole new way of life, looking at things, all of that happened. And, uh, and for the last two years, and seemingly probably ongoing for a while, <laughs> we've had to deal with a whole new reality. But we've been able to do that. And what I've felt, especially, my, I'll speak mainly about the village here, because what I've experienced is that we've dealt with it in the same consciousness and vibration that I felt from the beginning of Ananda. Ananda's about, it's about the autobiography of a yogi and Yogananda and how he talks in that book with, about miracles and his spiritual life, and, but common sense. It, it's in the world, but not of it. And, and that really is a phrase that applies to Ananda, the village here, but Ananda everywhere. And so what I've felt is that we have been able, as a community, as a work, our international work goes out from here and reflects in India and Europe and all on the West Coast and East Coast, all of that. But it's, a lot of it comes out from here as a, as a fountain, a central fountain. Immediately, we were able to switch and, and really move in that direction. And I'm talking about online classes, still being able to serve people. Can we do Spiritual Renewal Week all online two years ago? That was a big question mark, you know? And just all of the things that happened in this last two years. Again, I will say this from my perspective, that it has the same consciousness and vibration that I experienced from the beginning of Ananda, 
we haven't gone off and done some strange thing during the pandemic, even though it's pretty strange and we have to really scramble to get used to it, but we've continued on in that same vibration, common sense and deep spirituality, which is attuned to God's grace and Master's grace. And by, by doing that, we've done really, really well. The community feels wonderful. There is a harmony, even though we don't get to see each other much and you know, there's a feeling of isolation and we wouldn't want this particular version of life to go on forever, but still, we're doing very, very well. I, what I particularly feel is harmony and cooperation in a community of 240 people. That's a fairly large size group and extended out to others who live in the area as well. So that, in my mind, is another miracle. But, but it happens because of us, because we cooperate with that grace. We allow miracles to happen, that grace to flow in our lives. And then, and, and just about a year before the pandemic struck, there were signs that um, astrologically and from uh, saints and different ones that starting in 2019, at the beginning of that year, that the next 40 years would be a time of upheaval and a lot of interesting, strange, <laughs> you know, serious things happening. One year later, pandemic was, was declared. So, you know, it, because we're, we're like fish in water, we're just swimming, and, but it's really important just to remember what's actually happened and to be, we're part of it, we are fish in water, but also to stand back and really cognize the fact when those early miracles happened, we took them for granted. The fact that Seva got completely well when her face was this big at one point, um, it was, well, of course, Master's helping us, we knew that. But, but also in our time, we, we have accomplished and continue to accomplish something miraculous. And again, I don't mean, you know, really odd or anything, but just the fact that we're moving forward. You know, one of the saints in India said that the work of self-realization and what you with Ananda are doing is blessed and directed by Babaji. He said, very few works have Babaji directing them. <laughs> in this time, and in any time, really. But in other words, that, that blessing is there for us. And Swami warned us about this. He said this during uh, the 1990s. He said, there is a great wave of love right now that's trying to come into the world, and Ananda can be a real focal point for that if we do, if we open to it. And if we continue to serve in that consciousness and in that vibration, and we did, <laughs> we did. We kept moving in that consciousness, in that vibration, inviting that flow of the divine to come through us. 
And that's what I see we continue to do. We need to continue on doing that. You know, if we, if we veer away from that because of fear, because of, you know, anger, because of, you know, just lower vibrations, then it, it hinders the flow of that grace. And that hasn't happened. You know, people, I remember going somewhere and I had a mask on and they said, oh, are you afraid? And I said, no, I'm not afraid. I'm just using common sense, <laughs> you know. So, so just remember, realize that you are part of a great wave of love and a great miracle and a great work that Babaji has blessed and is directing because Master wanted World Brotherhood colonies to be existing. They, there has to be an example for that. And so this village is one of them. Other communities in the cities are others. So it's happening. And, but as long as we continue to cooperate with that, with that grace, then it will continue. The other things that I was thinking about, because the troubled times, remember, are it's never just one thing. So we've got, you know, we've got the pandemic, okay, because we've got that under, but then we've got climate change. And so each summer, also in 2020, last summer, there was this feeling of, whoa, forest fire, and summer's going, summer started in May and didn't end until October or November, and, you know, and both years, there were major fires all around us in California, but not here. Last year, it got a little closer. There were huge fires north of us and south of us. Thousands of people were displaced. We had little fires very near to us, but thank God for our San Juan, North San Juan and San Juan Fire Department because they were right there. And again, our, our ability to harm, be in harmony and cooperate goes out into the larger community. So they, they really appreciate that, and we work with them on things. So that also has happened. And I'm, again, saying that because one person somewhat recently said, well, maybe you should think about moving the community. And I thought, well, where would we go? You know, it's not that simple. And, and we live in a place of protection because we live in that consciousness. And so I think we, and it also reminded me, you know, where would we go? It reminded me of the story that Swami told many times of the man who, after World War I, was just so upset by that and looked over the entire world for the safest place to be and bought land on the island of Guam right before World War II, where Guam was right, not the right place to be. <laughs> so, you know, it's like if we use our rational mind, it won't work, and especially not in a time of upheaval and ongoing change, change happening. So, and then even more recently, this one really, I don't know, it impressed my mind completely. We just had a major snowstorm in this area. 20,000 people in Nevada County alone 
were out of power for a long period of time. In fact, as of yesterday in the afternoon, there were still 3,000 people out of power. Here in the village, yes, we have peripheral, you know, Almora, and we have over at the Hermitage, they always go out of power. We did not lose power at all. It flickered a couple of times here and there. I was just like, is this really happening? Is it really happening? But again, I'm saying these things not to say, oh, well, every time it snows, we'll be protected. More that if we keep our focus, and it's not easy to do when things are really going on around you, if we keep our focus where it should be, use our common sense and focus deeply on God's grace and Master's protection and Swami's protection, then things will work out. If we need to evacuate, of course we'll do that. You know, I mean, if they come and say, you need to, you know, well, we'll do that temporarily, you know. But, but it's like, but let us remember in these times to stay in that flow. There's a simple story. Catherine's sitting over here, and I'm remembering, I think she was driving at the time. We, a um, couple of us from Seattle and Portland, came down to the village to, uh, for a meeting. And I can't remember the time of year, but it was a time when it snows, and it was snowing. She, Catherine picked us up at the airport, and we started driving. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, it was before we had good GPS or anything like that. So we got to Auburn, and it was snowing at 1,000 feet. And luckily, we didn't know that they had closed 49. So the highway going out of Auburn up to Nevada City is 49. And so we just kind of, well, we can do this. It's OK. It's not very much snow. And so we just turned on to 49. And we drove through Auburn. And not many people were around because they had closed the highway. But we didn't know that. And we didn't run into any roadblocks. And so we just kept driving. And the farther we went, the worse it looked. You know, there were cars off the road here and there, not many because not many people were on the road. And so it was like we were kind of committed at this point. You know, in snow, there's a point of no return where you couldn't easily turn around either. You might get stuck doing that. So we just chanted. We just focused, om, 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 and we just made it all the way to the parking lot of Rayleigh's in Grass Valley. It's like 25 miles, you know. But we, we had to not feel that, oh, we'll veer off. Oh, no, well, this could happen or that. Nope, this is just what's happening. We're committed. We have to go through this. We'll do our best. If we go off the road, say la vie, but we will not go off the road. So we just kept going, and, and it was OK. Uh, I'm glad they closed the highway because it would have been a problem for other people being on the road. <laughs> but, uh, but at any rate, it's always, I've always remembered that feeling of just needing to focus. And so, again, in our time, we'll, we'll run into more things that are um, challenging. And this is not the first of them and not the last of them. And so we've been through a lot, we've understood, 
but you get the feeling when you go through the actual experience of what it requires to go through it with common sense and focus and grace. And so I really love the fact that the singers chose the secret of laughter, because that, that one phrase, that one part of it, came to my mind earlier this week, and then I thought, oh, they'll probably have already picked something, and so they picked this song. But, but the, the last uh, part of it says, sing when the sun shines, sing when the rain falls, sing when your road seems strange. In a tempest, which you could think about, in a tempest seize the lightning flash and ride the winds of change. And really, we're in a time when we need to adjust. We need to, from what I have understood, the little that is known out there is that it's going to be a time of change, of, of an increasingly quicker changes. And so how do we really deal with that? And uh, I thought you need to stay, each of us needs to stay in balance. And that's what that, again, to me, our path, meditation, how we live positively, and common sense balanced with each other. And that can keep you moving in the right direction. And, and also, another part of it, and again, these are just ideas that came to me that I've seen work, actually, over the years with Ananda, with cooperating with that grace. The other part is that we need to not become distracted by too many options in our lives. And, oh, I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this. Swami Kriyananda gave this example one time, which I found very, very helpful over the years. And that is, he said, if you want to get through delusion, it's like a thick sheet of ice. You can go out on a thick sheet of ice and pound on it like this, but you can't get through to the water below by doing that, not easily anyway. But he said, that same situation, if you take an ice pick and you go like this, you can get through to the other part. And once you get through, then it will crack. It will start to crack open. I've used that constantly in my life just to say, okay, here's this situation. What's the most important thing for me to do right now to keep my energy moving in a positive direction? Because the very interesting thing about energy is that it's conscious. Once you keep it moving and you get it moving strongly in one direction, it opens up all kinds of other possibilities. And you can deal with all those other things that are seemingly you know, spreading out all over, but, but without that continual movement in one direction and really piercing through to the energy, the water, the energy below, it just becomes overwhelming. So if you start to feel overwhelmed in some of these situations, focus on one thing that you know you can do right now. And, um, and also that uh, Swami Kriyananda said at one point, he said, yogis should be able to change on a dime. 
And again, if you're, if you're in balance, you can do that. You know, in other words, you're not overly committed in any particular direction. We've had times with Ananda where there was a direction, it was a focus, but Swami Kriyananda would, he would give it a lot of energy, but you could feel he was always centered in himself. And so when that direction started to not feel like the right thing, you just pull back from it and do something else. And so, again, in times when energy and situations and all kinds of things may be coming our way, remember that. You can just turn on a dime as needed if you are centered in yourself and you stay in balance. Um, and the one other thing I just wanted to mention, and I won't really talk about this, is this wonderful book called Religion in the New Age. I highly recommend getting this book and reading it because Swami Kriyananda, in the, you can buy it from Crystal Clarity Publishers. Also, Amazon probably has it as well. But in the beginning of it, he's talking about what's happening to our planet. Are we in a new age? What does it look like? What are the cycles of time? And then in one of the chapters, just to give you a little tidbit, he says, glimpses into the future. Three trends. Trend number one, a reaction against complexity. Trend number, and I won't tell you more about it. Trend number two, a renewed emphasis on the individual. Know thyself. And trend number three, this is for the future, increasing demand for quality over quantity. And then at the very end of that, he says unity in diversity. Diversity is seen only as individual expressions of a unifying whole of a unifying whole. In other words, they're all there, they're all individual expressions, but, but they're part of a unifying whole, unity in diversity. So that would be a very nice thing to, uh, to do. And I'll close, I just wanted to read, and you can mentally follow along with me. This is what we've been saying. Uh, we stopped last year sometime, but this is Warrior of Light. And just to keep it in mind, we have a, this is our copy from our altar. We keep it there, and we haven't done the programs, but it's a very good affirmation. So why don't you close your eyes, and I'll just read it to you. But it isn't to be used as an affirmation. God's light is within me and around me. With the sword of faith in my hand, with the love of God in my heart, I am a warrior of light. I join my brothers and sisters everywhere to overcome fear with faith, hatred with love, disease with health. We all are warriors of light. We fill the world with God's light. 